be dead. Hand off. Nope. Pulling it back in. Pass it in. A oh, touchdown, Texas. Quinn Ewers, a beautiful play fake in to Xavier Worthy, sticking his hands up and pulls it in for the Texas touchdown. Ewers the snap, swings it out left side, Keelan. Robinson inside 15, cuts outside 10, 5, touchdown Texas! Nifty moves after the catch by Keelan Robinson, a 15-yard catch and run for the Longhorn score. Dijon Robinson now shifts out of the backfield in motion, and Ewers looks to throw on first down, sends it over the middle for Sanders, caught J.T. Sanders! Texas, welcome back home to the Metroplex. Jatavian Sanders, a huge Warborn touchdown with 18 seconds remaining in the half. Shotgun snap to Ewers, sets up over the middle, ball caught. Touchdown, Texas. JT Sanders, his second touchdown grab of the afternoon. That's going to be it. The Sooners are going to walk to the locker room. The Texas Longhorns will have issued their largest margin of victory, their largest point total, their largest shutout, and their largest blowout of the Oklahoma Sooners. Well, if you like Krispy Kremes, folks, you've come to the right place. That's right, because Quinn Ewers and the Texas defense delivered donuts on Saturday, and that's what the Bevo boys are doing today. And with that, episode 56 come out, comes at you with an amazing after an amazing weekend that is of red river and man it has been an absolute blast uh couldn't have gone any better quite honestly and with that being said my name is craig branch the man on the other side of the microphone joe scanlon and from start to finish not even just the game joe but since quinn ewers got announced as a starter the day or two before up into the end of the golden hat uh Really, just the entire time they were putting out, they were holding the golden hat and on the field and everything. It was a glorious like four days for the Texas Longhorns, and I don't want the feeling to end. Quite honestly, no, no, I don't want it to end either. And yes, I do like Krispy Kremes, uh, Creighton. I also, uh, you know, there you ain't seen nothing like the mighty Quinn, Ooh. folks. Ooh, that boy is good. He is everything <laughs> that has been advertised. Just. He does not get hurt. He's in the Heisman contention right now, I feel like. But I digress. Things happen. Things change. What matters is Texas beat Oklahoma 49 to nothing. And I got to say, it feels good. It feels good the Monday after a Red River win. In the last four years, it hasn't been good. It hasn't hasn't felt good at all. You know, we lose to... Spencer Rat. Well, we didn't lose to Spencer Rattler. We lost to Tanner Mordecai. Yeah. We lost to Caleb Williams. Indeed. We lost to Kyler Murray. That's right. We lost to Jalen Hurts. Lordy. No, we didn't lose to Kyler Murray. I apologize. That was the last time we won. Dick the oh kicker. yeah, they almost beat yeah. us. Jalen Hurts though did beat us. So yes. uh, yeah, it, it, it feels great to, uh, to 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 get a win. And and what a win! I mean, just convincing fashion. Everything firing on all cylinders and. You, I think the missing piece of the puzzle was Quinn Ewers. Yeah, man, this was a uh, it was a absolutely crazy weekend from the start of that Saturday morning at 9 a.m. when Texas Game Day went live, and obviously ESPN Game Day was uh, in Lawrence, but you could still feel uh, that Red River was as big time as ever. Uh, they showed up, the fans did. The State Fair was massive. Obviously, that day it was completely packed and i mean i 
I was at uh, Austin City Limits covering that festival, and I felt bad for any performer. So the festival starts at twelve, Joe. So the first right. hour, first hour, nobody was there. But because, but once twelve rolled around and that second half time was about to kick off, I felt bad for anybody that was on the stages between twelve and one thirty, because they had the game. They have they have a they have like a beard plaza where they have two TVs for sports, massive TVs. I'm talking like a hundred inches. Nice. And both had the game on. And there wasn't a soul at the stages, and they were all under the tent watching the game. And I was watching the tent under the press lounge. So uh, it was absolutely beautiful to hear the roars and the cheers in the city of Austin while the Texas Longhorns got the job done in Dallas in the Fair Park. And they won 49 to Donut. That's right. Donut. 49 to 0. <laughs> 0 for the Oklahoma hey. losers. Hey. And I can't believe it, Joe. Hey, hey, hey. You know, if you turn uh, OU upside down and ask the question, did OU score on Saturday? It says no. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have. It honestly couldn't have gone like. No. For as bad as OU is, Joe. And I think that this, this has answered that question. For as bad as OU is is this year, I don't think anybody, and I clearly didn't, but that's a conversation we'll have in this podcast. I don't think anybody thought that OU was going to get manhandled by a redshirt freshman and a second-year head coach the way that they did uh, the entire game. And that's what's going to be exciting about the next literally 20 minutes that we're into this podcast, folks, because strap in. Um, There's a lot to unpack. Honestly, Joe, you say non-Oklahoma side. I think there is a lot to look at Oklahoma side, but definitely Texas. Man, there's a lot to be excited about um, going forward if they can keep this up. Yeah, boomer losers, <laughs> just like the podcast <laughs> title says. Let's get into this recap. So we'll start with the uh, Texas side because, of course, we are a Texas podcast, and what a game it was. Quinn Ewers, 21 of 31, 289 yards, four touchdowns, one bad interception. I'm not going to fault him on that. He just needs to chuck it a little farther. Explain that to me. We texted about that. I don't understand that at all. He just, that was a bad mistake. He was right? trying. He was trying to chuck it out of bounds. He didn't chuck it hard enough. That that's what okay. happened. So he, okay. he, he's okay, folks. He he just didn't chuck it hard enough. I'm pretty sure Sarkeesian's going to talk to him. And say, hey, when you want to chuck it, chuck it. If you yeah, throw like, it into the stands, who cares? Throw it out. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, his arm is incredible. Just the the touch he has on certain passes. Uh, the ones that stand out to my mind is the touchdown to Jatavion Sanders. Um, the third down play to Bijan Robinson, who made a great catch on it, but he, it looks effortless when he's out there slinging the rock. I haven't <laughs> seen a quarterback throw like that for Texas since Colt McCoy. I haven't. He's talented. He's talentedly more gifted than Colt McCoy. Yeah, well, no, and that's the thing. He is a lot better than Colt McCoy, but I, I. It's just yeah, you're right, but it's crazy. He he has he has the opportunity to be better than Colt McCoy. I don't know if he stays four years. That's a whole other topic we can talk about in the off season. But he has the arm talent to be better than Colt McCoy. I damn if he could run, which he can run a little bit, but if he could run really well, I'd say he maybe even outrivals Vince Young. Yeah, he's definitely up in that echelon if he can if he can get that part of his game like really formidable but like the the thing that really stuck out to me was just how like not rusty he was he hasn't played since the first quarter of the alabama game there's been a lot of weeks since then and uh a lot of stuff has happened and he came out and it looked like he hadn't missed a beat at all straight like straight natural at football i mean it is obvious that like it's he's one of those players you don't have to like teach the game to him 
he just like he just gets it. Like it's just like one of those things where like and hopefully Arch Manning is the same way when he comes in because that's kind of how the Mannings had always been. Like you don't have to tell him like hey, on on these certain plays you need to do this or like this is how you throw guys open or this is what you need to look on your reads. Like he just like he gets it, Joe, and it looks so. You said it earlier. He lo- it looks so effortless um, for him to do everything that he does. And I don't. I hope people understand like how hard it is for him to throw those passes that he did that you just referenced to. But it's so amazing to see him play because you look at it and you go, dang, like like this guy makes quarterbacking look really really easy. And that's the that's the best kind of quarterbacks, and that's what Texas has been longing for forever, and. It's so nice that Ohio State fans, it's so funny, Ohio State fans try have tried to justify this, especially over the, this weekend, um, that losing him was okay. But, I mean, like, I don't think that he's any worse than C.J. Stroud. He's, he, he might be no. better than C.J. Stroud. He might, be, he might end up being better than yeah. C.J. Stroud. So, uh, you got to credit the offensive line because Quinn Ewers did not get sacked at all. He was only hurried twice. Uh, and give credit to the offensive line. I mean, you have yes. Jake Majors, you have Kelvin Banks, even the backups. De- Devin Campbell looked solid. Uh, Christian Jones looked great. Um, you just you, you gotta you know tip your hat to the offensive line because a lot of those guys are freshmen and sophomores, and they're playing like upperclassmen right now. And it helps that Kelvin Banks looks like a grown man with two kids, but. <laughs> Still, he was. Did you see like the highlights of him pancaking people yeah. and just throwing people around? <laughs> like it's. He might be the. We'll see what Quinn does, but there's a good chance. Just by the way drafting goes now, he might be the first one taken off the board when everybody goes, like the highest oh. one picked. Like it might not even be in the same year, but in this like in this team where everybody's playing together, like he might be in the span of whenever these guys go, he might be the highest picked one. I mean, oh, he, he he might be a top five yeah, pick he if is he keeps stout. developing the way he yeah. is. Yeah, that's a that's a big boy. And so, you know, you credit the offensive line for keeping Quinn safe, especially you know we don't want him to get hurt again. And then credit them for opening the holes. I mean, Bijan Robinson, twenty two carries, one hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns. Oof. Another, hey, looks like a Heisman Trophy winner to me. I don't know, man, but you know, in in an era where the quarterback has dominated the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. uh, voting. You know, Bijan Robinson's making a name for himself right now, and I really don't. I name me a better running back. You can't. No, you have. Oh, absolutely not. And I think the sweet spot for Bijan, it seems like, is twenty-two to thirty carries. Um, that seems to be like every time that they've given him that ball that much. Um, Good things have, happen. Great, yeah, great things have happened. Either we've won. Uh, I think we might have actually won all of them. I can't remember exactly the Alabama carries, it was close to that. Um, but that's, you know, uh, a story for something else. But, yeah, 130 yards for Bijan. I mean, honestly, like, if Texas, uh, like, let's just say this. Like, like this is why we're going to have this, re- we're, we're going to re- re-go-visit this conversation here later in this podcast about the way I feel about this Texas team, especially now that Quinn Ewers is back and we've seen what it looks like to have a full game of Quinn Ewers, essentially a full game. Mm-hmm. Um, if Bijan Robinson can get, let's say, and he, I think he's got an opportunity, 1,500, 1,600 yards, and however many touchdowns, and this team doesn't lose another game and gets to the conference championship, maybe wins it, I think you 
you I don't know if you'll see him in New York. I think he's gonna be like right there to have the opportunity to be either that fifth spot or maybe get in that fifth spot. I mean, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. No, I think he finds himself in New York. Honestly, if we do make it to the Big Twelve Championship, he does get those that fifteen hundred yards and a lot more touchdowns, which he's gonna have a lot of opportunity to do so. Because I mean, these defenses are playing up coming up. I mean, yeah, they're pretty stout, but I don't think they're anything crazy. And we'll talk about OU's defense and why they are the Dude. way they are. Because I actually have some insider info. Oh, so, look at this guy, uh, Mr. Boomer yeah, Sooner himself. I have insider info. Uh, nah, shut up. You're the one who picked OU, Creighton. Yes, so I don't and that's what I, 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 I said that we can read. We'll get to that we in a second. We can talk about it if they second. prove me wrong. And I told you guys at the very end, I would be nothing more. I'd be nothing would make me happier than to be wrong. And as you can tell, I'm very happy. I want to ask oh, you, you very a wrong. question, Joe. Do you think. Quinn Ewers coming back, not even playing yet, but like let's let's just say the day that he was announced as like he was going to start, and up to that point before kick before oh. kickoff, do you think the team itself was like more yes. fired up and like that? I already okay. I already know what you're about to ask. Okay. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You could tell on Twitter. You could tell with the at with the atmosphere. You could tell with the players and and uh, press conferences. It seemed it was a different uh, vibe. And you know what? Real quick, credit to Hudson Card for, you know, not losing every oh game, you know. So, he did that win against West Virginia. Sounds like a backhanded compliment. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he, he was supposed to be the game manager, and he managed the games. Texas Tech was a fluke. We I don't think they were expecting all those fourth downs. So, again, I think... Half of that's on the offense and half of it's on the defense. And just a perfect storm come to fruition in Lubbock. But we won't look back. We'll look forward because 49 nothing and Quinn is back the for sure. The dude had a I mean, QBR of 92, man. He's played five yeah, quarters. Good. He's played five pretty quarters. Good. Like, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like, what on earth? Good. Like, he played – okay, Joe. This is – I just hope – and I think I think that we can we can be this, like, crazy about it because everybody else is this way but you have to think about it man he played one quarter against alabama got hurt before that he really hasn't played at all okay he like he played a couple of meaningless snaps in ohio state he gets the whole offseason he lights up alabama the first quarter gets hurt doesn't play for what four three weeks four weeks Yeah, comes out and plays a 92.3 like it's drinking water <laughs> because he's the real deal crane he is the real deal and i mean look at the reception yards here jordan winton had 97 he's been solid and so far so good healthy and jatavion sanders what did i say what did i say when yeah. you get sanders involved this offense opens up tremendously and Five receptions, 71 yards, two touchdowns. X had only three catches, but still, he had a touchdown as well. Keelan Robinson had a touchdown. And then, you know, to go back to the running backs real quick, Jonathan Brooks, he's the future. Ooh. And, oh, the future looks bright, folks. I'm here in comparisons to Jamal Charles, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I, you can't knock a guy for being compared to Jamal Safe Charles. Safe to say Texas um, has entered back into the first round NFL draft conversation finally yeah don't say they're back Joe Tessitore no. was calling the game and I was oh, afraid I, I was very afraid I, they're not, I was yeah. like don't say it Joe I don't not, say not it not Joe. back don't in that sense it. but I do think Texas okay. is finally back to where 
No, I'm not back. They're not back. They're That's back in the it. NFL first round draft conversation. That is something that hasn't happened in a long time. And now we're literally talking about maybe six guys that go. At least three. Yeah. Yeah, at least three. Probably more, honestly. So, But, you know, we talked about the uh, Texas offense. Let's talk about the OU defense real quick because uh, <laughs> there is a reason why they have been struggling these last three games. And this is from a source who is close to the people in the program. Name him. And I, there is no name. name. There is no name. Oh, there is no name. There is no name. But uh, according to the source, he said Brant's – he said Brant. Brent is game planning extremely well. And uh, the problem is with this defense – Brent Venables is trying to work in such a complicated defensive scheme after these kids have played Alex Grinch defense for the last three or four years. And or how many years has Grinch been there? Two years? At least, at least, at least two. And the way Grinch's defense was ran, which I didn't know this. Fun fact, Crane, if you didn't know this, he was it was so simple. It was like basic packages. Basic, you know, cover three, cover two. Like NCAA football you know, and the Xbox stuff. Like NCAA football yeah. type stuff because then the players aren't thinking and they're just reacting and they are able to make the plays. And we noticed that with the defenses. They, yeah. you know, still it was better than Mike Stoops, but it still wasn't great, but still better than Mike Stoops. Well, now... The first three games of the year when OU was looking pretty solid. Now, granted, they did play, you know, two FCS teams in Nebraska. But, I mean, he started working – Brent Venable started working in his defensive packages in the Kansas State game. What happened? They gave up 40-something points. Flash forward to TCU. What happened? 50-something points. Right. What happened this past weekend? 49 points. So – these kids aren't getting it. And the sources says that the kids are confused. They aren't getting it because if you don't understand the defensive scheme, you're not going to get the call. You're, you're going to yeah. have busted coverage, which is they had a lot more against TCU, but they had some busted coverages against Texas as well. And when you have a quarterback like Quinn, you're going to exploit that. So OU's defense is in shambles right now because they're trying to do too much too quickly. And we just benefited from that. So that's great for yeah, us. Yeah, it looked it was now, pretty atrocious. I mean, they looked like an FCS team. It, it, it was awful. Like, we Texas basically did whatever punted they wanted time, to them. Right? Did we punt one time or twice? Uh, We punted three, three times. times. Sorry, twice kicked one field goal? Two field goals? No, he missed. Oh, he uh, missed one. But how many did we kick? Missed one field goal. Just one, right? Done. Nope, yep, just missed field goal. We had seven touchdowns. Yep, that's, yep, that's yep. bad defense. Yep. Pretty bad. Pretty freaking bad. Now, talking about our defense, I mean, Jaron Thompson led the way with seven tackles. Jalen Ford also had seven tackles and a tackle for loss and a pass defended. Jade Barron had a day, six tackles, half a tackle for loss. Uh, let's see. Anthony Cook had half a sack. DeMonte Tucker-Dorsey had half hey a sack. Keandre and Justice Finkley had half a sack each. And Byron Murphy got a sack as well. DeMarvion Overshawn had six tackles, two solo, and a pass defended. I mean, the defense just, they, they swarmed to the ball. They played extremely well on fourth down when OU tried to go for it. The only thing that 
really stuck out to me was the fact that they let that fake field goal actually get a first down. That was it. And, I mean, come on. How do you prepare for that? But, no, I think Texas defense played extremely well. I honestly, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it on the record. I think Tech was a fluke. I think Tech was a fluke on the other side. Because, you know, the more we look at it, and, you know, we, we ripped them to shreds, Creighton. We have to take our lumps. We ripped no, no, them no, no, to no. shreds. Hold on. You talking about the defense? They were yeah. awful. They were bad. Against Tech. Yeah, but they were awful because the offense couldn't get anything going. So when you're out there for 100 plays, <laughs> you're going to suck eventually. <laughs> like, and they were missing DeMarvion, who is the leader of this defense. And, and so you, you, you can't. Based on the overall body of work, I think the defense is a lot better than we gave them credit for in the Tech game. I think it was a combination of the 100, 100 plays and the, the offense going three and out in the second half. And so what do you want to do? Go out there and let Tech drive on you and then go three and out and then you got to go back out there? Man, I'd be t- I was tired watching them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. The defense, I think, is one of the top ten in the nation. I really do. Yeah, okay, I'll give you this. I'll say this. I'll give you, uh, as I look at the scores here, I'll say that, (laughs) yeah, okay, the Tech one, um, I'm fine with saying that that is probably an outlier, but I'm not going to take away the fact that they weren't very good in that game because the tackling was atrocious too. Um, But They were tired, I I know, but I do understand where you're coming from in terms of, um, they obviously played a lot more in that game than they have played in any other game, and I think that that um, definitely played a fact to it. Um, but I will say this, the numbers don't lie. When you look at everybody else, they allowed 10, 19 against Alabama, 20, 20, and 0. I mean, that's one, two, three, four games that they've done that. I mean, that, at some point you gotta you got to think that, that that's not just – a bunch of nothing like that that that's got to be worth something and I, that's that is where i'll give you this is that uh the fact that they've held every opponent outside of the tech game under 20 points is uh pretty is 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 impressive i must say exactly so i i i think we I'm willing to, you know, nut up and say I was wrong qu- about the defense. And, yeah. yeah, quite honestly, like, and the reason that I don't feel bad, I, I, I don't think that this is more of us saying that. I don't even think we honestly have to say that we were necessarily wrong. I just think that every, like, I seriously think that the defense just gets that much better when Quinn Ewers is playing. It, it just, you, I, I, well, because we sustain yes. drive, so the defense can rest on the sideline, which makes them rested and ready to exactly. get out there and kick ass. So I don't so. think it's much of it, as much of us being like, oh, they're just flat out wrong, opposed to no. That's just what it looks like when you don't have somebody that plays as well as he does in the game, um, and you have to go extra hard because, like for instance, I mean, t- I mean Texas, obviously, like. If you're looking at it, um, for a bit there, West Virginia, I mean, like, West Virginia was kind of making it. I mean, they obviously lost by a team, but it felt like for a second the game wasn't over for a while. Um, and, you know, the Tech is a loss. And UTSA for a bit, I mean, that, that took a while to get going. And so I think, I think that this is more of what the defense can do when they don't have to basically 
play for both sides of the of the of the ball. Um, which is honestly like, yeah, I mean like, you, you got to start looking in a top fifteen, top ten defense maybe. I mean that's twenty points every game. At least at least top twenty. I yeah. mean, I, I, how many teams on. have allowed less than twenty points? You know, like not many. And that's in four out of the six games. And the other two games that they lost, quarterback, starting quarterback, we didn't play at all. And the starting quarterback only played one quarter. So, yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. And, I mean, to tie this all together, isn't it nice to have the golden hat back? And it's nice to see the man with the mullet wear it, too. And I, I Oh, it is incredibly. He still think he needs to shave, but, you know, the mullet's glorious. I think, glorious. Yeah, I think, I think the beard it's makes it look worse. You're right. The fear makes it look. Well, it's but it's like, a, it's he, a he superpower. Looks like a, he looks like a. He looks like a dude that just came down from the hills of Central Texas and like ah, I'm gonna throw the football around out. Like come on. He looks like I Hill mean, Country Sunshine. He'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He can Texas throw the football wins. as far as, oh. as sunshine. That's right. God bless. All right. All right. Okay. Good one. Good one. Thank Great. You. So Texas wins forty nine nothing. Now we move onwards to next week. And so before we get into our uh, preview of the Iowa State game, Creighton, we talked about it a little bit with the recap. This team looks different with Quinn Ewers. Why do you think that is? Um, for one, I think that <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel so bad for Hudson Card because I feel like when, every time we talk about Quinn Ewers, I feel like it, it almost feels like it's like, downgrading the ability that Hudson Card has. Um, and I don't want it to look like that. Like, Hudson Card is a great kid, great player, good player. Um, and he, uh, he, he went out there when he was hurt, and I'll give him credit. But the reason that this team looks really great with Quinn, one, I think Quinn does the best, uh, just keeping it in terms of Longhorn staff, the best out of any quarterback probably since Colt, uh, to throw guys open opposed to waiting for guys to be open. I've never seen a quarterback that can literally <laughs> dump it in a pocket of three defenders as as well as Quinn Ewers can. I mean, to watch the way that he was able to make those passes in between three OU defenders, just perfectly enough to where nobody could get it except the receiver. I've never quite seen anything uh, like that in a while. And that... That is impressive, and I think this team runs better because the game opens up so much because Quinn can literally pass the ball anywhere he wants to, on any foot he wants to, at any angle he wants to, however far he wants to, however short he wants to. I think he has full control of the football uh, and the game when he is in, and that is something that a lot of players don't have, haven't had in a long time. Um, this this dude is special, uh, and... I think because of that, it opens up Bijan, who is obviously an all-world talent, and it just gets the entire offense flowing. And I don't think like, like I don't think that it's like unfair for us to be like. I mean, the three, the two games that Quinn Ewers has actually played in, Joe. I mean, he's almost he dropped fifty-two the first time, and he dropped forty-nine the second time. And I mean, like this team is scoring a lot of points with Quinn Ewers because he can get the ball in places that nobody else can to the receivers that are the most talented and the dude just works angles like i've never seen before man i i I keep saying it but i was just so impressed with the way he played and the way Mm -hmm. that he was able to get the offense the offense never stalled with him and that's the beauty of quinn it never stalled with him you never felt like 
there was any issues. Right, and so there's a quote from Steve Sarkisian. He said, when he throws the ball, the feel of the pass comes naturally to him. It doesn't feel like it's a game plan thing or it's robotic, like he did something in training with his quarterback coach. He's just dropping back, feeling the coverage, <laughs> feeling a route. He's throwing the ball, and he throws people open. I mean, that's basically it. He, he, he plays like he's in his backyard in South Lake, just throwing the ball with his dad or with his friends. Like, he, there is no pressure. There you know is who, no sense of anxiety. You know who else does that? This is going this, we'll to – well, this will probably be considered a hot take, but you know who, you know who else in the NFL they say plays backyard football? I think I know exactly who you're gonna say. Just start with the P and yes, it does. Rhyme with uh, rhyme with uh, Gomes. <laughs> yes, it definitely <laughs> does. And I'm I'm not saying anything other than that. I'm just saying that's what they've said about him, and it looks like that with Quinn Ewers. Exactly, and I mean he's very cool. Uh, Sark also said for a guy who's played about nine quarters, he's very calm. He doesn't ever, he doesn't feel like the moment's too big for him or anything. And I mean he's already been in some big moments, Alabama. Uh, Red River is always a big game, even when Oklahoma's not as good as they used to be. Uh, it's still a big game, and we, as we've seen before, records don't matter when he comes into the Cotton Bowl. So the fact that he's able to keep that composure and make those throws and change up the speeds to, to suit the throw. Like, he's playing football like he's a senior about to get drafted to the NFL, Absolutely. and he's a redshirt freshman, and that's incredible. And like you said, when he's on, and when he's playing, it opens up everything else because the defense can't stack the box because we can hand it off to Bijan and let you, let him run, or uh-huh. we could freaking run a run-pass option and let Quinn sling it, and, oh, you stacked the box. <laughs> now we got, like, two receivers open, and he's going to hit them. So, you know, just I, Quinn Ewers is the – I he is the cog of the of the wheel that we were missing. And now that he is here and he is healthy again and he is playing, everything is running smoothly. And so hopefully, dear God, he stays healthy the rest of the year. And I think Texas has a real shot of running the table and making the Big 12 championship game. I think it makes Steve's job easier too, the way you just said that. The play I mean, call, I... the play calling looks so much better. I don't think Steve has to be as weird about things anymore. No. Uh, because Hudson Card was limited – whether it's the ankle or not, he's clearly just not as good as a quarterback. Um, obviously, Steve was limited the past uh, three, three and a half, three and three quarters. You know, three weeks and three quarters. And so, I, 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 I his job has got to feel a lot better. And you can tell, like he's not having he's the the plays don't feel as either dumb or it doesn't feel like they're abandoning things they shouldn't abandon. And it that. That is a nice feeling to finally have a quarterback. Sam's great, but Sam, it felt like, like was kind of like playing out of his mind in a way. Like, oh man, this isn't like, is this really like Sam Ellinger? Like, or is he just playing way above where we're expecting him to? Quinn Ewers is like, this is what he played. This is what he looked like at South. Like, this is what they were saying he looked like in the Ohio State practices. This is what he looks like now. The man is just it, and I love that everybody is giving him credit for it, Joe, and nobody's trying to poo-poo it or you know cast it aside that he is not clearly one of the best young players in this league and I think plenty of people have said that he has an opportunity to be the best quarterback in the nation next year oh 100 percent. I if he you know he's going to come back and I think he's going to be a Heisman favorite to start the year so Mm -hmm, I agree uh you know like I said you ain't seen nothing like the mighty Quinn and Quinn yours is 
just slinging the rock right now, making it look so easy. And we'll just have to, you know, wait and see how he does the rest of the season, see if he stays healthy. I think he will. Um, God, I hope he's healthy because we've seen what happens when we don't have him. We've seen what happens when we do have him. And so if this team wants to make the Big 12 championship game, which is still very wide open with only one conference loss, uh, they definitely are going to need to win a lot of these games coming up. And speaking of games coming up, we're going to move to the Iowa State preview now. Cyclones, 3-3, 0-3 in the conference, but this team's weird, man. <laughs> they this team's are. weird. They lost to Baylor 31-24, so only 7. They lost to Kansas by 3, and they lost to Kansas State by 1. So this team, I think, is a lot better than people are quote-unquote giving them credit for. They're a lot better than the 16-and-a-half spread that has opened up for the game. The thing is huge. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Like, no. No, 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 no. So, real quick for Iowa State, they score about 23 points a game, which is good because we only allow about 17 points a game. So, you know, I think that matches up well for us on paper. And they only allow 13 13- 13 points a game, but they have played Kansas State, Kansas, Baylor, Ohio, and Iowa. And Iowa's offense is absolutely trash. So, you know, it's 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 going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game. Gone are the days of Brock Purdy and Charlie Kohler and Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. He killed us last year. Uh, now we have Deckers. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this man? Hunter Deckers at quarterback. We have Jarrell Brock at uh, running back. And then up, Xavier Hutchison still there. But, uh, of course, I, I think last year they were just more dangerous with Kohler and yeah. Purdy and Hall. So, uh, tail of the tape for me, it's going to be can. Can Texas continue to play like they did in the Cotton Bowl? That's that's the basis of it, I think. Um, yeah, and this is this is part of the, uh, I you know guys, I mentioned that, yeah, we could we could retalk depending on how, because quite honestly, Joe, I I was I was not sure how Steve was going to play Quinn, if at all, during the Cotton Bowl, or if he was going to play Quinn. I mean, was it going to be one quarter, two quarters, half a, I mean, I don't know. But he obviously played him basically for as long as he needed to, and he did what he did. So with that being said, I'm cool with revisiting the conversation. I don't mind being wrong. I said that. And with this Iowa State matchup, this is what's exciting. Um, now kind of being on a positive end for Texas because I've seen it before. Like, I've seen that this Texas team did this with Quinn before in that first quarter against Alabama, and frankly, dropping 52 points on Monroe. Um, Now, what I'm looking for, as I'm excited once again for this team because I feel like they're legit with Quinn, can they do this for a second time in a row? Can you win two games back-to-back, especially against a a reeling Iowa State team that does lose, but they play tough and they don't give up. Uh, so you got to be careful. But can you can you put the team away when you need to put the team away? Can you not let them stay in the game for like here's the, like if Texas can go into halftime 
up 21 points, come back in the third quarter and lay 14 to 21 more points in the third quarter and finish this game off in that quarter. This is a this is a massive win, I think, for Texas because of what it says. And that is what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, sure. Can Texas continue the way they played against Oklahoma? Absolutely. That would be kind of what everybody's expecting. But can you follow up a, a Red River win? We've been asking every every game, Joe. Yep. Make make the win mean something. Make the win before the last week mean something. Make that OU game mean something. Beat Iowa State handily. Beat them by 16 and a half. You know, take them out. Maybe only allow a few points here and there. Let Quinn throw for another 92.3. Let him throw for another four touchdowns. Let Bijan get another 100 yards. You know, make it mean something. Get back in this conversation, like full driving conversation of the Big 12 championship. You know, foot on the gas. You know, all the way revved up. Like, the, boy, do you're that. excited. That's- you are very excited. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> because listen. if you say make it mean something one more time, I'm gonna cut this and make it like playoffs. No, no. We're talking <laughs> no, playoffs. No, no, right. Playoffs. No, no, no. Listen, if if Quinn if if Quinn gets hurt <coughs> again, because I don't know how football goes. If Quinn gets hurt again, I'm back to my four and eight oh, prediction. I'm God, dead serious. I'm right back on it. I'm not kidding. Back right. I mean, I am uh, like like if Quinn. Now, obviously, if he wins this game and then gets hurt the next game, I'm on my 5-7 <laughs> oh conversation. God. I'm dead serious. But if Quinn plays the entire rest of the year, I'm good to go. I'm fine. That's all I wanted to see. Could you prove me wrong? And with Quinn, he didn't lose a step. So I'm fine. Like, that's the thing. But Quinn has to play. And you got to you, – you, you, you just you, – please beat this team handily. Yeah, that's all after, I need to see. After, that's all I want. I don't want any funny after, business. After Not last again. year, we definitely need to beat the crap out of this team. And so we will – Wait and see. It's 11 o'clock kick. Hooray. We love 11 o'clock God. kicks. It'll, it's at DKR, so I think that'll benefit Longhorns as well. And, man, you – yeah, okay. You're on your 4-8 and eight kick if Quinn gets hurt. Uh, what is it, 5-7? And seven? and then if they keep Joe, every week, are you just going to go 5-7, and 6-6, 7-5, 8-4? and, six and, six, seven and, five, eight and four? Like, No, no, no. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How much better is the team? Oh my with God! Hudson, it's night with, and with day, man. It's night and day. Thank you. It it looks like it looks like an entire different year. Quite honestly, I mean, do we beat Oklahoma with Hudson Card? I'm not sure we even. Oh beat my! Them, oh my! Oh shut do what we the just hell did. up, Creighton! Shut the hell up! What? That Oklahoma These... team that Joe, walked Joe. out there at the Cotton Bowl with no Dylan Gabriel <laughs> and that defense in shambles. I think Hudson Card would have beaten them. It wouldn't have been forty nine nothing, but we definitely would have beaten them. By, by more than one yes, touchdown. Yes, we probably won by fourteen. I wow. think we won by fourteen because that the you don't, maybe I just don't no, have you enough don't faith have enough in faith him. In them, us, apparently. Maybe I just God, don't. I thought I was faithless, <laughs> and you, my goodness. Okay, what's your prediction for this game? Because I'm ready to put you down for Iowa State, apparently. So, no, no, I'm good with Quinnen. That's what I'm saying. I'm good with Quinnen. I just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I guess I just don't have as much faith in this team when Hudson Card's taking snaps as you know everybody else does. And so, like I said, I thought I thought the West Virginia game. I didn't know when Quinn was going to come back. I thought the West Virginia game was going to be one of the last two that we win. Um, but now that Quinn's back, and I've seen five quarters of this, and I feel pretty confident that this is the product that you get when number three is taking the snaps. I'm gonna pick Texas against a three and three, zero oh and three Iowa State team. I'm picking Texas. Because I think Quinn is that is that dude, I think Texas wins this game 
gets another 40 points. I think they win 45 and Ohio, Ohio State. 45 and Iowa State puts up. I'm doing it. Seven. Oh, okay. Doing another like blowout. That. That's a good, hey, that's a good score. That's what they need to do. I got 42-17 Texas just because I think Iowa State will get Almost some. Almost with that. Uh, and I do think they put up another 40 points on offense. So uh, we'll just have to, you know, like I said, wait and see. And 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday, we God, we love 11 a.m. kickoffs, don't we? Uh I mean, I, I'm supposed to go to a, I'm supposed to go to a damn State I'm supposed to go to a damn pumpkin patch on Saturday. I'm gonna have to go. Dude, you gotta stop I, missing I, these. I haven't missed. Have I haven't missed. I mean, you I haven't, haven't missed. missed. That's unfair for me to say. How many have you had to watch not in front of a TV? Uh, the Texas Tech game was on my phone. UTSA was on my phone. Alabama was on my oh, phone. Lord. West Virginia was on TV and Oklahoma this. was on TV. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's Monroe was on I TV. So your... I, I'm three, three and three. There you go. Three and three, kind of like, and that's also the thing I was about to say, like Oklahoma. Congratulations, Quinn Ewers, you hold the title of. They've put a yeah, no, Oklahoma, Oklahoma ain't Oklahoma doing season. nothing. They make it the playoff. They and ain't now, making the Big Twelve championship game. Right? It's over. This team is dead last in the Big Twelve, and now Texas sits what right, right in the middle. middle of the pack. And honestly, um, I think Joe. I'm, now I'm not looking at everybody's schedules right now, so uh, you you might know, or like if I get this wrong, don't don't blame me, but. I think some of these top teams still have to be are going to cancel each TCU other out. TCU right? plays Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, okay. TCU. Okay, so that's TCU somewhere. still I think needs to play Kansas State as well. So. So there will be only one undefeated by the end of the week. Prop. Oh well, no. Kansas State plays. Yeah. Who they play? Oh, yeah. you're right. Okay, but I want definitely. Yeah. Okay. Who does? Yeah. Who does Kansas State play? Kansas um, State will be playing, and God, if you told me Adrian Martinez was going to be oh, five and one, bye, oh, Joe. well, they'll be undefeated, I guess. Okay, but they'll play. They'll play TCU next. The, yeah, when so they there come you back. go. So if TCU somehow beats Oklahoma State, then it'll be another battle of the unbeaten's in conference play this at least. And feels like <laughs> it feels like 2018 all over again. The way we're talking about these scenarios. Yep. And I mean yep. that's 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 a good thing, but I think this team but, is just so I, much better. But here's the thing, Texas, yeah, this team's better than the twenty eighteen team and uh they just gotta win out and they'll make the big twelve championship game. There's no gonna there's gonna be no questions about it because all of these teams will have one loss at least because they'll lose Texas. And so yeah. just just gotta keep pushing forward, keep moving on, and it starts with Iowa State this weekend, and just take it one game at a time. Do you so think, real quick, oh, go ahead. I was gonna just say this, um, because it is important. Just looking at the schedule, I mean, like, not not like who you think's gonna win or not, anything like that. But I mean, do you think Oklahoma State's real? I don't know, man. Okay. Spencer Sanders is so freaking yeah. up and down. So do you? Okay, do you think Kansas State, TCU, and Kansas are real? No, Adrian okay. Martinez is just so hot right go. now. Okay. I don't even think so. so. TCU scares me. Okay, so this team has so Texas like it's yes they're going to play four four ranked teams in a row, but there's no reason these teams should probably no. they, that Texas should like. I'm not be scared of any of these teams these. except okay. TCU. Perfect. I'm not scared of any of these teams against except and Kansas just because of our history. And, and for he, some reason, they're they're pretty good this year. Jalen yeah. Daniels, he'll be back for the Texas oh, game, geez. and he's a really good quarterback. So you know, it's nice that that worries me a little bit. Is that they we we said people had said this, like analysts had said this. Um, really, I'm sure they said this this weekend, but they definitely said the past uh, one, two, three, four, five games. 
um, that Texas was great in a way because they had the best player on the team, and that was B. I mean, best player on the field, and that's Bijan Robinson. There's an argument now that we had the best two players on the on the field at all oh, times. That in, is, in, and they and they play the yep. two most prominent positions in football. That's cool. Heck, heck, it might be three, Joe, with Xavier Worthy. I'm, oh, yep. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, we our offense is loaded, dude. It's it's loaded, and the defense is starting to figure things out, which is a very good sign for the long It might be but, four, yep. Jatavion Sanders. I could keep going. I'm just you saying. Keep, keep I'm just saying. Kelvin Banks. Yeah, oh, <laughs> see, there you go. I mean, like, this team has every making to do great things, and I don't want to look to next year, Joe. I don't want to say, well, they'll be better next year. I – I think that this team can make some like if if it stays as it is, like I said, Hudson Card comes back in. I'm sorry, but I don't think this team wins more than another game. Um, but if oh. but if Quinn right, Ewers, stop it, stop it, stop I'm it. Just saying, no more negative talk. Okay, fine. But if Quinn Ewers stays and this team stays healthy like it has, like it against like it did against Oklahoma with that team. I don't think that there should be any margin for error for Texas to lose any more games. And I think that winning the Big 12 championship is not out of the question, nor should it be unexpected. I mean, I think this team is plenty good enough to get to Arlington at the end of the year. And honestly, the way that they looked against West, I mean, uh, Oklahoma, hopefully moving on, they might be able to beat anybody by a ton of points in that championship game. I don't know. Just saying. Someone, someone real quick before I close this out here, someone was saying... <coughs> Texas wins out, wins the Big 12. Is there a conversation for the playoff? Because of just depending on how they beat these teams, if they if they dominate all these teams, like they dominated OU, is there a conversation for the playoff? Do you look at that Alabama game and go, you know what? If Quinn Ewers had played the whole game, he they would have they would have smoked Alabama. You're gonna need you're gonna need that four spot to have one loss, and it needs yeah. to be a bad one loss. Yeah, well, then Michigan again, we and Ohio, Michigan loss. and Ohio State are gonna play each other, okay. and then all you can hope is that Michigan drops another, or whoever whoever wins the game, you have to hope that the loser drops another before that game. I think, yeah, um, we talked about this with Tom Herman in a way, like we had some hope, and I hope that it doesn't. I hope this isn't just being smoke being blown everywhere, but I, I got to tell you, man, because we've seen it literally on TV, and and it's not just Texas fans saying it, it's analysts saying it. This team, with this quarterback and these guys, with Steve and the way it works, it just it just feels, I hate, we say it all the time, but this one does feel different, man. And I think it's because you can actually, I don't think you're kidding yourself anymore. I think you can see it, and like the stats show it. You know, and yeah. I, that's a that's that's a that's a big deal for Texas football, um, and I think you have to like because of that. I think when you when you when you win games like that, obviously, and if you keep winning like that, I don't think you have to worry about Arch Manning leaving. I think if Hudson Card still, I'm done. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, Never mind. stop, man. You you are on one tonight, Brayton. <laughs> Golly. No, no, don't worry about Arch yet. Don't worry about anything like that. Honestly, after the what I saw in, in the Cotton Bowl, Arch would be an idiot to leave. Honestly, all those recruits would be idiots to leave because we see now what a team under Steve Sarkeesian can do. So that's my two cents. And, you know, to Hudson Card, you know, congrats on a great you know career with Texas. We wish you nothing but the best of luck at SMU next year. Or Utah. And, uh, and, or Utah. 
Yeah, that, that seems to be the popular uh, destination. Ooh, where story. does Malik Murphy go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he stays around. I think he sticks Good around, man. but uh, but uh, at least one more year. So, but that's all. That's all in the future. We focus on Saturday, Texas versus Iowa State, 11 a.m. But uh, we will bring those details next week on the newest edition of the Bevo Boys. But until then, always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook up.